Hi, everyone. I hope you're all well. It is very nice that the weather's getting better and we're over that dreadful winter. I'm sure everyone's very happy about that. And I've been kind of um, getting out a bit and spending time in the park with my daughter and grandchildren, which has been lovely. And also, I'm a patron of the British Hedgehog Preservation Society. So we've been doing a lot of kind of asking people to help the hedgehogs because unfortunately they're becoming a bit of an endangered species, which is a bit sad. So um, we've been asking people to make hedgehog highways under their fences and put out clean water and and dog and cat food because we don't want to lose our hedgehogs. They're so cute. So if you can help, please do. Anyway, today I'm very happy because I'm going to talk to a really, really interesting lady. I met her first in America at a shopping channel that we were both working on. And she's the most amazing inventor. Her name is Joy Mangano. And there was a wonderful film of her life called Joy, um, starring Jennifer Lawrence. And if you haven't seen it, look it up because it's brilliant. And she's quite inspirational and, and really a lovely lady. So I'm very happy she's joining me today. Hello, Joy. How are you? Oh, I am so happy to be talking to you, Twiggy. It's been a little bit of uh, the be- before COVID, right? And uh, yeah. so nice, so nice to be chatting with you. Uh, somebody, you inspired me for many, many years of my life. Aww. Those gorgeous, big, beautiful <laughs> eyes and everything that came with them. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Well, I have to say, having... We are just to explain to our listeners, we met in, I can't remember the year, but it would have been about 2006-ish years ago, I think. Yeah, something like that. On a shopping channel in America, in Florida. Um, And you are the queen of QVC and HSN, and this was HSN. And I was so inspired when I met you and I I just felt an immediate connection to you because you were so I was a bit nervous meeting you actually because I'd read all about you and you know you're so famous all your inventions and I was a bit scared but you were so warm and so sweet and I think your daughter was with you one of the times that's and we sat in the dressing room and chatted like we'd known each other for ages exactly (laughs) well I can I can mirror your comments because you know, when, when somebody said, this is Twiggy, I'm like, Twiggy, Twiggy. And I <laughs> was taken aback and so, um, absolutely stunned at how lovely and personable. And you're right. You know, there are people you meet, Twiggy, right? In life that you feel like you've known forever. I know. And you can just sit and talk to them as if you've talked to them before. But, um, you know, for me, uh, the, the, um, that industry, QVC, HSN, you know, I kind of grew up in it, right? That's uh, mm-hmm. that's the one thing I do do. I can't sing or dance. I can't <laughs> model, but I can sell product. <laughs> you can certainly uh, sell product. I have oh, to tell everyone. You, the first one, am I correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh-huh. first one was your miracle mop. Correct? That's exactly right. How many millions did you lose? Oh, 
It's 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 hard to believe, but from <laughs> I went from demonstrating them at fairs and flea markets and selling maybe a dozen for uh-huh. an entire day, and my hands were just raw from, you know, demonstrating and my voice was tired to discovering this, you know, live home shopping um, um, venue where I could demonstrate them and talk about the features and benefits. And it just, I mean, you're right. It turned into from a dozen in a day to, you know, hundreds of thousands in a day. Mm -hmm. And it, well, it's a phenomena. And, you know, as time has gone on, not, you know, they still, obviously it's a great medium to uh, talk about your products and, and for new entrepreneurs and new products and so on. But today this whole circle of commerce is connected digitally, right? And, yep. and in every way, socially, you have to touch the consumer in, in all ways. And we love to, right? We, you know, I love the consumer. Well, piece. again, it was a whole new world to me when I joined HSN. Yeah. Um, through our lovely mutual friend, Mindy Grossman, who again is a force of nature. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I would consider you pretty much a force of nature too. You know, I, I say I, I say the best products withstand the test of time. I think you and I have pretty much withstood the test of time as well, right? <laughs> I think we have. And I've got a few years on you, but oh. um, but no, I think, you know, and again, Mindy is the same. It's, it's interesting when you meet extraordinary women like Mindy, like yourself, and and there is an immediate kind of connection. There must be some kind of vibes that go out yes. that kind of right. make you feel comfortable within each other's space. It, you're exactly right. And I and I think it's um the passion and love for what we do mm-hmm. and you know and 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 driven, but driven in a good way, right? You yeah, know, in a exactly. productive way. Um and and I think that's important. You know, and so yes, Mindy is one of those people, you are one of those people. Um, you know, it's funny. As a, uh, I was young inventor <laughs> and, um, I talked about being on QVC, but I was 30 something mother of three and this, with this now success, this raging success, the miracle mop, um, they asked me, they had just opened QVC in the UK. Okay. And, um, and they asked me to go there and appear there. And I had, I realized I, I had to get a passport. I'd never left the country. <laughs> I'm like, you know, this, it was amazing to me. And so I said, and then when I started to really think about it, I said, well, how can I go clear across the ocean without my children? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I packed up my children. I packed up product. We w- and flew to, uh, London, which I will say I fell in love with. I've often said if I didn't live in New York, I would be living in London. But I, I actually ended up going there and within the, those next five years, 25 times. But, you know, it's it's a funny thing because it was the beginning of me truly realizing that we are one world, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, here I am, this gal from New York, they're, my New York accent, they're going to think I'm awful. They're not going <laughs> to understand what I'm saying. Nobody's going to like the product. You know, I'm thinking all and. Believe it or not, I was supposed to be there three nights debuting different things. I sold everything out the first night. And that was the beginning of my love affair with, with, uh, London. And, uh, and so I was able to see 
go to the theater with the children <laughs> and, and actually see, you know, see London. And so it was really, uh, you know, I have such a lovely, lovely memory well, of all I'm that. I'm very happy you did. And I, I actually feel the same in reverse because having spent quite a lot of my career in America, in Los Angeles, in Florida doing HSN, but most of the time... In the theater, right? And in, in the theater in New York. Amazing, amazing accomplishments. So I, I lived there for over two years because that oh. show ran for 18 months on oh, Broadway. So yeah, I kind of feel like um, it's my, it's my, my second one and home. only, right? Yeah, my one and with, only? with Tommy yeah. Tune and, and that was a joy. Yeah. A joy from joy. But you know that ironically enough, there was the movie Joy, but I now know. I was gonna talk to you about that. Yeah, well we can, but there's also we'll we'll talk about um they I was approached by somebody who grew up in the theater uh business, uh Ken Davenport. Mm-hmm. It, uh he produced Kinky Boots and many other things, did all of Andrew Lloyd Webber's theatrical shows in the United States. And he is, has created a musical joy, Brilliant. which it's, it's spectacular. It's massive. And the, and the stars in it is, and, and because of what is going on today, the theater has been dark. So it ha, it would have, lo- it would have opened this past uh, holiday, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we have that, I have that to look forward to. Well, I'm so excited. One, what an exciting yeah. project. It is. And the theater, you know, is. And is it, is it new, new music? Is it, uh, is it is music it's, written it, for the musical? It is. And you know, that's such a great question because I'm all about music. I love music. I love all kinds of music. And I, I said, the music has to be incredible. And it is, you will walk out of this musical singing. You are truly, you know, those memorable, iconic, and it's really, it's just so entertaining and so inspiring. And I think so needed that it will be so needed when it opens. I can't tell you. It's just a feel good, feel good. (laughs) Oh, well, I I can't wait for one. Hopefully it'll come to the UK at some point. So we'll have to figure out what you can do in that musical, (laughs) Twiggy. Did you have time to do tryouts anywhere with it or? They had um, what they call um, workshops. That's right, yeah. workshops. Okay. And so where they, you know, everybody was sitting, but the, to be so excited and hear the music and hear the score and, and just be so in love with it, at, even in that stage, right? Without the big, yeah. you know, drama of being on stage in the theater. Um, I am really excited. And it had some big names, which I'm not allowed to say, but okay. there are some very big <laughs> names in this musical. So I But it would be a lovely wait. surprise when it comes out. The only smart thing they really did was keep me out of it. <laughs> I'm sure I know not. everything about product, but I cannot <laughs> sing or dance. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, you grew up in New York City or were you, did you grow up out I grew of the up city? a out, little bit outside of New York um, on Long Island. Oh, okay. On Long Island. Right. I grew up on Long Island. I raised my family on Long Island. I raised my business uh, on Long Island, so in New York. So um, a New Yorker through and through, I guess, right? You I know? think you are. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the city, of which I adore as well. Me too. So, um, you know, and i a firm believer that if you just love what you do and you can do it with the people you love, which I'm able to do, um, and, uh, you know, you just, I, I just keep 
you know, growing it. It just keeps, it's an amazing thing. And I've, you know, started actually, I've really gotten involved in health and wellness as a result of everything. Um, mm-hmm. I started that actually 10 years ago. Oh, okay. And um, I created a brand in the last two years. I ha- I saw what was happening and we put this in the forefront. The brand is Clean Boss and it's best in class health and wellness. There's a, we have, we've created, and this is what started 10 years ago, the most powerful botanical disinfectant cleaner and odor eliminator. So it's safe for the family, safe for pets. But let me tell you, it'll scrub those bathrooms better than anybody. It get it kills COVID. It, it's everything from salmonella to athlete's foot fungus to everything. Wow. It makes it, it is the most incredible product I think I've ever created because it has so many wonderful features and benefits. You don't How have to fun. use the bleaches and the ammonias and the toxic cleaners. Oh, no. This is so powerful. It, it, it captures, basically, it captures the power of time, which is an herb. Yeah. I think we're all learning. And, I, you know, COVID has helped point out because of COVID and everything kind of coming to a halt the air has got cleaner and, you know, and people are much more into nature and, 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 and looking after the planet, we hope. Right. And certainly, you know, there's all these young teenagers and who are coming out and saying, you know, this is going to be our world. We want it to be safe. We want it to be. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, so it's, things like this product are so important. Absolutely. The alternative has to be better, right? Absolutely, so if, if you know, you can say there are so many products that say, you know, they're natural, but they don't clean, right? Mm-hmm. Or they don't even disinfect. I never knew my cleaner didn't disinfect. And of course, I always knew the disinfectants never really cleaned. <laughs> so no. this is, you know, so it 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 is a phenomenal, pro- I really should have made a holster, a hipster with it because <laughs> I use it all day long. Once you get it, it's, it becomes part of everything, you know, I mean, it makes- So was, was, was this germ of an idea yours and you went to like, chem- I mean, this is an area I don't know, but did you go to chemists to work on something? Is that how you do it? Yeah. So the germ of the idea, uh, there are so many people because now I've been doing this for over 25 years, almost 30 years. Um, I am always talking to engineers and scientists okay. and, and designers, right? And so even, you know, when it comes to nonstick cookware, we changed the nonstick cookware world to ceramic nonstick. We were the first ceramic nonstick safe for the family to ever be released in the world. And then we wow. changed the whole industry. I knew so, you did that. I didn't know that was a first. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, it was the first. And everybody said, nobody is going to care. And I said, oh no, Uh everybody's going to care. And this was, um, so you want to talk, it's like over 2007. So 2007. So we were all using the same nonstick and I couldn't figure out why it was always flaking inside and I had to throw it out. Well, because it was, wasn't made to go over media, you know, go on to high temperatures. So there were a group of scientists from Europe that we had been talking to and they said, we have an amazing alternative to cookware and it's ceramic nonstick. And, um, at the time, the, the person we were talking about, Mindy was, um, a CEO of the company 
And, you know, I said, you have to trust me on this, Mindy. <laughs> it's going to change the way people cook. And, you know, it took us two years to get through all the legal, everything, you know, because there was, this didn't exist. And it was, you know, traditional nonstick was a very, for 50 years, it hadn't changed. Yeah. And it was the same company, companies that made mm -hmm. it. So we went on and, and ha having listen to people say the consumer won't understand you know they're not they're not going to care oh they understood twiggy oh, you yeah. know that the, the we have the smartest consumer these today and we sold out it was one of the fastest sellouts i've ever had it was incredible and it really changed you know now it's everywhere now everybody hears yeah. ceramic nonstick and it literally created a whole new umbrella for the cookware industry but it must make you feel so proud even when you see other brands yes that probably aren't as good as yours but you must think well that's because <laughs> of, of me <laughs> that's because of me <laughs> well you know you know it's so funny yes I'm so excited for everybody there are, you know it's not a territorial thing right because you know you can't if I you know you can't capture the whole world right so it, it's something that I am so proud to you have came pr you came pretty close <laughs> oh, so, oh you're so cute yeah so but uh, it, you know it is so that's what i've always done and with the line clean boss now um we have a hand sanitizer as well that has six hour power um you know it, when you put on a an alcohol-based hand sanitizer it does everything it does it kills everything and then in 15 seconds it's gone this leaves your hands pedal soft, me really soft, this hand sanitizer, and it protects you for six hours. Wow. So that's amazing. So unless you wash your hands, you know, and wash yeah. it off, yeah, yeah. you don't feel it. It just, it's like if you put hand cream on, right? And you don't even, it's wonderful hand cream. So that, so these are things that I put to the, I always say be able to shift your skis in business. And we put <laughs> all these things to the forefront because all of a sudden, we needed them, right? Course, you know, I yeah. mean, we were, we, I was designing a lot of things, but these came right to the forefront. And, um, and, it, and it's, you know, these products in particular have a direct impact on the health and well being of people. And I couldn't be prouder of the Clean Boss line. It really is very well, exciting. Congratulations. That is wonderful. Thank and you. Well, Thank I you. mean, have you, have you, I mean, presumably you could carry on with your business, even through COVID, could you? I mean, was that hard because you, you maybe couldn't have gone to meetings, but. Right. Well, how much do we love this? I want to tell you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, I used to, my, my life obviously was just creating products, selling the, everything that goes with that. But part of that is running a business. So getting up, getting dressed, and, you know, many, many, you know, half the week was in the city and meetings and so on and yeah. so forth. Right. And to be able to sit in my sneakers and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, just look decent from the waist up. Um, and but have we've all got our tracksuit bottoms on. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I feel, you know, there's always a silver lining. Right. So to me, the silver lining is that, you know, we've learned. A, a new way to really communicate and connect in, mm -hmm. in, in life and business. It's, it's become prevalent and I, I get so much more done. And for somebody oh, who's, you know, maniacal like me in, in always a workaholic, I really get so much more done. It's just, it's really incredible. So, um, so it, it you know, which may be not a great thing because I'm just, I'm exploding with great ideas and we're so excited for the future. 
Well, that's fantastic. I mean, when you were a little girl at school, did you always want to be an inventor or did it just happen by chance? I mean, you know, most little girls want to be, I don't know, ballet dancers or pop singers. Did you always want to invent? Well, that's a great question. And I'm (laughs) going to honestly tell you, I always wanted to be a fashion model. So Twiggy, when I say, when I say I could still see your face looking at me with those (laughs) gorgeous eyes. um, But I, you know, I was, um, I was always very uh, scholastically um, involved. I, I love to learn and I love sports. Um, oh, okay. So I, I always, you know, strive to be, you know, to, to learn and to excel that way. And in sports, I, a lot of time, I actually, my uh, two years in high school, I graduated high school a year early because I went to school in Vermont to train for the Olympics as skiing. And oh, wow. oh, um, I didn't make it skiing, to the, did you yeah, say? Oh, yeah, my God, I, you must have been really good. I, well, I've been <gasps> skiing since I'm five. Oh, and, gosh. Um, and I, but I didn't quite make the Olympics, but I gave it a good solid try. So, but, wow. to, but I, I come from an Italian family. My grandmother and my great grandma, all we did is cook every weekend. <laughs> and I used to, you know, roll the pasta with them. So, you know, I grew up obviously having always looking at education and sports and excelling, but, you know, it was, I was going to grow up, get married, have children and be part of my big Italian family. And so I really didn't know I had been changing products my whole life. I, I, I never realized I looked at the world through product. So if the toaster wasn't doing everything I wanted it to do, I tried to transform it. I was always creating product. And, um, and so not until I was an adult and actually earning a living from it, did I realize I was an inventor. I was a product designer. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. So, so, you know, it's just things I did naturally. But at that time, you know, you could define a, a nurse or a doctor or, a, yeah. you know. A, a, yeah, it's it, kind you know, of a hard thing to put your finger on. Isn't exactly. It? Did you have anyone in your family, you know, brother, sister, mum, dad, cousins who kind of did the same sort of thing or? Yeah, well, my whole family was full of musicians, actually. Um, And, you know, the movie Joy shows a little bit of this, that how by happenstance, you know, and through chaos that I finally was zoned in on something and people started to pay attention to me that I, there might be something there. Right. But, you know, uh, you know, if I, if somebody, when I was having children, if somebody said, what did you do? I would, you know, I would say I'm a mom. I wouldn't, if I said I'm an inventor, they'd look at me like, what are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't even know it then. So did was there like a, you know, often when I talk to my friends and the people I've been interviewing on this, is I always ask them if there was one kind of special teacher or mentor uh-huh. that, you know, mine was a man called Ken Russell, who was a director, uh-huh. who gave me my first break in a film. So I actually think that it was captured very well by David O. Russell in the movie. So there was uh, the CEO at the time of QVC, you know, as the story goes, the mop went on with a host and it failed and brave me uh, got a meeting and said, you know, they bought, they had purchased 5,000 mops 
and like 12 sold and they were going to return them to me. And I said, I can't survive that. I've got to do something. I have nothing to lose. I drove to, to Pennsylvania and I said, this mop is a great mop. Everybody that sees it when I demonstrate it buys it. And this gentleman at the time said to me, okay, if you believe in it that much, go on air and demonstrate it. And really they never had anybody but celebrities or hosts, right? Here's this mom from Long Island, from New York. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I will. And I I walked out of there saying, what did I just do? I, you know, I used to cut communications, public speaking class in college because I was, I just didn't want to speak in front of people. So here I am going to speak in front of, you know, a million, millions of people across the country. Well, it was amazing because it, it was the, that was such an epiphany for me because I was do, I, you know, the product, I was so intimately involved in the product and I, and I so loved the c- consumer because I had been demonstrating, you know, I just love, I love people, all people. And so I was talking to no, there were just cameras there, right? Yeah. You know, you're talking. Yeah. So that was what you know, saved that me. can be very, I mean, I was used to cameras. Yeah. And when I first went on HSN, it was, you know, scary thinking of all the people watching. Right. But I was used to cameras. For you, it must have been terrible. Well, it was good because there weren't physical people there. Then I really would have been petrified. It was almost like invisible, right? Yeah, well, that's true. So, but I literally, so I did what was organic and authentic, right? Uh-huh. Authentic is very important. I, I loved, I designed the product. I knew every aspect of it. I knew how to talk about it. I knew what it would do to change your life. And it was, you know, and so the, the, at the time they said I broke the phones. It was so successful when <laughs> I went on with it that, you know, the phones would go to a certain level at the time, right? So you're talking, you know, it wasn't digital was not happening at that point. And then they would go to like people on hold. But then when there were so many people, it would turn red and everything would just, you know, and, and that's what happened. And that was the beginning of what has been an, an amazing path for me and multitude of paths, right? Because then the movie and, you know, the movie, I think, brought tremendous attention to and and, and inspiration to, you know, entrepreneurs and people that, you know, say, you know, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. But, you know, my philosophy, I have a lot of core principles and one of them is don't stop, just keep going forward. And that that's really important, I think. But am, am I right in saying that I think you're still the biggest seller ever on any shopping channel. Oh, you're you're very you're very sweet. Uh, you that's are. Because, that's because I've just been doing it so long. No. <laughs> so yeah, because... no, it's uh, it's been amazing. I mean, so you think even you know, I say you don't have to be able to build rocket ships, right? So you think about it, over a billion hangers you know, outsold out there. I remember when I first saw those in New York, I think a friend had them and we didn't have them in England. And I was so (laughs) desperate to get them. Oh my gosh. She got them for me from the shopping there. And I packed a whole suitcase for them. You're so cute. You're so cute. But they they changed my life. Exactly. So the simplest things, I mean, how many... How many years, generations, hangers, right? So just to, you know, make one, think about it, making it ultra strong, ultra slim, so you can put more clothes in a closet and then make that velvety surface so your clothes don't fall off or, or, exactly. uh, you know, or they have curves so you don't get those. Why shoulders. didn't I think of it? Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> 
And I have to tell you, for anybody listening, anybody out anywhere, you know, somebody, I'll never forget, my my son looked at me and he said, mom, why would anybody buy a hanger? They get them for free from when they get their clothes from the dry cleaners. He's like, who cares about hangers? I said, no, people are going to care about hangers. And, um, and it, it, and you know what? Again, that consumer, they're amazing, right? Twiggy, they know they, they're so smart. They know what's going to change their life. They know what is a value. Well, I'm sure, of course, the first time they bought them, they probably bought, I don't know, a dozen. And when they saw what they did, I mean, the, the multiple sales must have been extraordinary on that because once you, once you've used them, I I got rid of all my coat hangers, all my you know the the wood the wooden ones that take up so much room. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a you know an epiphany for right. me. <laughs> it was one of the things, Mindy. I'll never forget. But no, so uh, now picture real back to then, you know, like nineteen ninety five or whatever, and um and when I told I'll never forget when I told QVC I said I want to sell the, these hangers and they're like no we don't sell hangers you're not going to sell hangers. <laughs> And I literally, I ha- well, I was staying at a hotel. I took the, I asked them if I could borrow the bell hops, you know, wheel where they put the luggage on, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I wheeled them out on stage. The hangers were on this little cart, right? Now you go 15, 20 years later, they built studios of closets for me to sell the hangers. <laughs> so we went from one little bellman's cart to an entire you know, studio full of gorgeous uh, closets of hangers. That's so funny. Was it your idea to do the film or, again, did you get approached? Actually, this is going to be very funny. What? Actually, I... I did a TV show out in uh, LA in Hollywood. Barry Diller had asked me to do something and I met a producer and this producer and I went out to dinner one night with my daughter, Christy, who worked with me and got me to talk about my whole journey. We got up from dinner and he looked at me, said, one day I'm going to write your movie. His name was Ken Mock. I think you know him. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I know you know him from America's Top yeah, Model, yeah, right? Yeah, he was the producer of America's Next Top Model. Yes. How funny. Yes. So Ken That's Mock, so who fun. I love and adore. Isn't he the sweetest oh, man? Oh, and brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, and I, brilliant. So I, I laughed. I said, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So not even interested. I'm, you know, I'm not about that. I'm a... Inventor. I'm a product yeah. <laughs> person. So P.S. It, I get a call one day, years later, and a group of very influential, prominent people from Hollywood said, you know, hi, we talked. They said, we're going to write your movie and we're going to create a, 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 you know, a Golden Globe winning Oscar nominated movie. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and, um, so it was, um, 
you know, it was still very, I mean, I was still very surreal. I probably should have taken it serious, huh, Twiggy? So uh, then, <laughs> then it got very serious because, uh, you know, they, they told me that Jennifer Lawrence was going to be playing the role. Bradley oh, Cooper. She's oh. so awful. Oh, she is just <laughs> she amazing. She was so brilliant. Oh. I have to say, it's one of my favorite films. And it was lovely because we knew you. Oh. Um, it was it was an amazing movie. experience and it began and, and then she is divine she is and oh. you know, so and Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper and, and just <laughs> everybody that was involved if I had to be introduced to a Hollywood family of people it couldn't have been more amazing and David O. Russell um I'll never we spent hundreds of hours talking hundreds he just the, the way he approaches something is just brilliant. I mean, I'll never forget one time we were on the phone. He called me. It was about dinner time here. And all of a sudden I looked, it was like 1 a.m. And he goes, hold on. I want to get Bob on the phone. He's in Argentina. And all of a sudden I hear Robert De Niro's voice and he's like, hi, Joy. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And it was just, you know, so this whole process for me was just amazing right amazing you know it was um did you find it hard talking about your family life and was that difficult for you because yeah yeah it worked brilliantly in the film but those things are very you know part of you and did you find that difficult you you're very intuitive uh twiggy it's it's it you know and my family is all they're all alive (laughs) Every so, you know, everybody. I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, oh boy. So, families are complicated, and you know, and everybody. No, I don't. I haven't met a perfect person yet, right? If there's a perfect person, I I haven't met them. But I think that that what that movie did is it really showed how you know f- families go through various complicated times. But, you know, for me, I believe in family and I'm, you know, I'm so close with my children and we go on vacation. I believe at my core that as imperfect as we all are, we really, at the end of the day, um, should lean on each other throughout Mm -hmm. life in different ways. And, you know, to the degree that, you know, it's, it's healthy for, you know, it's not, you know, there are, um, so I, it really was a very interesting, that was the trickiest part of the story yeah, sometimes. I, I understand that. Yeah. And did, were, you, were you a consultant on the whole movie or did they just kind of get your story and then fly off right. with it? So, you know, when it comes to, I very much was involved in, and I think, you know, you'd be shocked. There are little secret little things throughout the movie and statements that I said to David in talking only I'm laughing because probably he and I are the only ones that know these things, (laughs) but there is so much, he's, he's so particular about, you know, creating uh, uh, this cinematic, the story and everything around it. Mm. Um, you know, you'll see one of my better beauty cases on the desk with Jennifer Lawrence in the background in one of the scenes. You know, you, you'll see my, pro- there's product, there's, there's statements that I made to him that I forgot I said that are, that were lines coming out of Jennifer Lawrence's mouth. But, you know, what, what, so when he was finished filming, I think he had like six and a half hours of, 
footage. And they said, you can't make a six and a half hour movie. My life was so complicated that way. I mean, you know, that, and, you know, the, the trials and tribulations, really the, what I had to go through to build the, you know, what I have built, you know, the, the, the mop was an amazing story. He caught kind of only one bit of it by Mm -hmm. where that was where I, I really shifted in my life and said, I've got to take control of my life. uh, And I've got to really be in charge. Otherwise I'm going to get nowhere. And he, you know, that whole scene of her going and, and having it out in the hotel room, that was true story. It was even more than that, if you can imagine. Mm. So, um, he really did, um, an amazing job and it was, you know, it was this path to, to, you know, this, this whole ability to discover who I am, what I do, and then do it. And, and, you know, and it really, really is, uh, I hope the thing I hope is that it is super inspiring for everybody who watches it. I hear people, they play it every holiday season. They watch it uh, throughout, you know, COVID, they were watching it to keep their spirits up. So see, that makes me feel really good. Yeah. Well, it, well, you know, it is, it is an inspiring movie and, and as you are an inspiring woman, but, um, you also, if people don't know, maybe I think in America they do, but maybe not here, that you collaborated with people like Serena Williams yeah. and Iman, the beautiful model. Yep. And that was more clothing and jewelry, am I right? Well, so every, you know, it's so funny because I'm about innovation and um, technology and making a better best in class for the value, right? Um, I go across all categories from, you know, reinventing the wheel with luggage to, you know, to the hangers, to cookware. So, um, you know, there were brands that came to me. I had a partnership with Keds. We did, you know, the first active sneaker together. Um, And so uh, I did design and create product with Serena as well as Paula Abdul, as well as Chef Todd English, Chef Ming Tsai, uh, Chef Lorena Garcia, Iman, of course, there's for years and years. And then Iman and I collaborated together and brought affordable luxury leather to the consumer. Um, and as well, I designed guitars. Um, and wow. see, that goes back to the <laughs> musical thing. <laughs> yes, of course. My family, it's, it's in my genes, right? So, um, we, uh, you know, there was an in, a, a incredible, um, flamenco guitarist, Esteban, but then I met an amazing, amazing talent, Keith Urban. And oh, yeah. Keith Urban, he developed a, 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 a learn to play the guitar, um, 30 songs in 30 days. It was an amazing way because he said, I can't read music. Mm-hmm. And so we said, okay, how, how are we going to get people love to play the guitar? How can they play the guitar without having to learn how to read music? And we did it. And it was one of the most successful infomercials ever of its time. And so, um, we sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of guitars and brought wow. music into so many lives and Randy Jackson as well. Um, so, uh, you know, so, uh, but that, the, those things I'm behind the scenes, right. I'm just creating 
great product. That's why I say because of the breadth of history I have in sourcing or we have, I say, when I say me, I mean, we, my team, right? I want to be in your game. Oh, you're <laughs> you, absolutely. The answer is yes, yes, yes. Uh, but we find we, the most, um, I mean, we don't, there's not, not enough time in the day. There are so many great products. So when do you sleep? No, I don't much, but there are so many great technologies and great products out mm. there. And there's just not enough of a platform or sometimes people really don't know what to do with that technology, how to apply it to a product. Right. So, um, so that's what we, that's what we'd love to do as well. That's amazing. Do you ever, do you ever kind of wake up in the morning and think, God, I dreamed of something and it was a brilliant idea. I mean, does that happen to you? Oh my gosh. Is it like, oh, So it started with a pad and a pencil uh, next to my bed. (laughs) Now I have my, my phone that I can just turn on and text and type in what, you know, came to me. Yes, I do. I, as I said, I see the world through product. You know, I was sitting, um, years ago, I was sitting out, um, in the Hamptons with the children at a playground and there was a very famous, um, bakery called the Barefoot Contessa. And a gentleman was coming out of this bakery and he had two pies. Now, if you know the, that place, the pie, each pie probably cost a lot of money. And he was <laughs> struggling with the pies, trying to get his keys out and putting the box on top of the other. And he almost dropped them. And then he put them on the roof <laughs> of the car. And I'm sitting there now. Anybody else would just be watching it. I'm sitting there thinking there's got to be a better way. So I invented something called the Piatto Bakery Box, which launched on QVC a year and a half later and sold out. Um, but it was a collapsible cake, cupcake, pie box with a removable shelf. So you could put a double layer cake or two pies with one hand and a handle and it didn't exist. And so there, That's from that, angry. sitting there on the bench <laughs> watching him, hence came this incredible product. So, uh you know, life is fun when you look, for me, you know, it's solving so problems, right? Your brain never switches off. Do you have time? Do you, are you, are you a, a cook? Are you a big reader? Do you have time to do anything else? <laughs> so, yeah, that's very funny. Uh, so I, people say I have no social life, right? <laughs> but I do, I love always, obviously, my history with my grandmother and great grandmother. Um, and as you can see in the movie, uh, joy, I was very close to my grandmother. Um, so every Sunday, you know, cooking just became, you know, it was an art right for them. And so I do love to cook. Um, if I don't make the holiday dinners, my family won't, you know, they just, everything falls apart. They're like, how could you not, you know? So, um, uh, you know, and I, you know, having three children and five, almost six grandchildren, it, you know, we just are so close, you know, oh, it's, a, it's it really, do they all live quite near you. Cause often in America, you know, people live on different coasts. Exactly. Well, not only the, the, so my, they work with me, right? So, you know, Christy, my daughter, my oldest daughter has been sourcing and d- developing product with me for like, I think 15 years. Mm-hmm. And my son, who was an attorney, a, lo- a litigator for big firm, Cravath, Swain and more after six years of not seeing him, you know, because they work so hard. I said, that's it. I'm stealing him. And Mindy helped me convince him that we, this is when the movie was coming out. We were embarking on many things. Um, so he works with me. 
as well. My youngest daughter actually has worked at HSN and with me, but is works with Amazon Live. She does uh, streaming. And so, you know what? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? So, um, <laughs> and my son-in-law even was my producer in my ear, as you know, very well, Twiggy, right? They, you know, you have, you, you, you have your, your mic and then you have somebody talking in your ear. Um, he was talking in my ear for, um, about 15 years. And I finally, um, so now he's my son-in-law married to my daughter. So, uh, the little matchmaker. You're a matchmaker too, Joy. Well, (laughs) you know what it is? It's ended up that, as I said, if you are so passionate about what you do and love what you do, right. It's, there's no such thing called work, right? I mean, there's always, you know, this or that, but it, I I just love it so much. And if you can do it with people you love, I oh agree. my gosh, it doesn't get but, better than that. Don't you think as I've I've found uh, I mean I've been very lucky because everything I've done in my career I've loved doing and, yes. and I I'm like you if I'm passionate about it it's not like work. Hence your success shows it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. But um you know, it's, if you can and, and I as I've got older I've realized that I only want to do things with people that I care about and that yes. I respect because we've Somewhere in the past, you've worked with somebody or had somebody that you just think, I don't like them very much. Yes. Doesn't yeah. happen very often, but there no, have you're been a right. few. You're 100% right. That's such a big point, though, because it today, the, what what I think what you earn for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. What you earn for yourself is the ability to now choose who you want to do business with or who you want to deal with. And, and I always say when, when, we're, you know, when I'm embarking on anything now or, or, you know, forming a partnership, so to speak, working with anybody, I say, we're going to have some fun. And we do. That's yeah. what we have. They're good but people. That's so important. Yep. Yep. I say you have to surround yourself with light, bright people. And if you do, that's exactly what your path will be like. Exactly. When, I mean, I, you know, I haven't, most of the things I've been involved with are clothing and and makeup and perfume. Oh, those like little that. incidentals, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a I, one of my hob- hobbies is sewing anyway. So, oh, I, you wow. know, really? So I can. I always say, well, if if we can't get them made, I can actually make up the sample. <laughs> That's, I never knew that. There you go, Twiggy. There might be some common thread here, so to speak. No pun intended. (laughs) It was funny. I was on a shoot a few years ago photographing some of my clothing that I designed. And I'd had a fitting of the samples and the trousers were a bit big in the leg. So they pinned them to alter them. And we were shooting in a, in a, a big fancy house in the middle of nowhere up in Northumberland which is up north and we got to this trouser suit and I put the trousers on and the pins were all still in it they'd forgotten to do it oh and the the um fashion um editress from the magazine was absolutely panic-stricken I said, oh my god what are we gonna do we haven't got a seamstress maybe I can find somebody in the neighborhood and I said oh god it'll take out I said I saw a sewing machine in the other room I'll do it she went oh my god you can't do you can't sew up your own trousers I said I can and it, I can do it in five minutes <laughs> so I went into the room I took the trousers I thread the machine up I sewed them up and we did the photograph and she was she was like, I'll never get over it that you had to sew your own trousers. <laughs> you know, that, see, that just, it, it, that's why, 
that, you know, when I started, <laughs> when we started to talk, I said, we, you've withstood the test of time. That's because you're so, you love what you do. You're real about what you do and you know what you're doing. Right. So I got, I'm going to ask you a question. Did, when you started, when did you ever make your own fashions in the beginning when you were modeling did, were, or? Very, very early on. The first collection we did was, gosh, in 1960. I was discovered in 60, 1966. So it must have been about 1967, 68. Uh-huh. And we were approached by a manufacturer in the UK. And I did it for about two years until we... <laughs> We found out that they were completely ripping. You know, we were yeah. so green. Uh, you know, I was 17 I years old. Yeah, yeah. And they were taking us for a I mean, we learned a lot, you know, because even my boyfriend manager was young. We were just so ripped off. Yep. And they were just taking us to the cleaners. So that ended because we obviously left them. And then I didn't do, I didn't, then I got into the filming and acting and being on Broadway. And I, I didn't, I kind of, backed off from the fashion world but it kind of obviously it's part of my life and it's part of my being what you and do. I've always loved clothes yeah. and I love making them so you know uh, later on then I've been approached to do you know the, I did a big range in England with um M&S for a few years and then when I met Mindy you know it was the obvious yeah. thing to do and I loved it I did love it and um it was I found the traveling quite hard going you know f- flying to Florida from England six times a year. It, no, I, trust me, I did the opposite. I know how you feel. You have to recall that, you know, they don't think that time difference matters, oh. but it does. <laughs> yeah. we, did it, we did it for about six years and, yeah. um, and I did love it. And I, yeah. you know, and it, but you hit upon something very interesting. You said that, you know, that people that were taking advantage of you, it, you it's so funny, right? You look back and, you know, and even in the movie, David O. Russell depicted that, right? Because you're so innocent and you're so believing and you're so, you know, you're, oh. you're so, uh, focused on what you're doing. It's amazing. So now, you know, that's another thing that comes with the territory, right? You're able to hopefully realize better who the people are that you want to work with that won't take advantage because. Well, also back then when, you know, people, you know, were, I think, Probably the Beatles were the first people that they kind of manufactured product about. And then I was probably the set, well, in this country, I don't know about in America. So it was all a new thing. And so, yes. And, and again, I was so young. I was so, so green and so trusting of everybody yes. and everything, which was nice in a way. But, uh, and most of the people I came across were lovely. Yeah. But then you realize, can I remember back? when a little switch kind of goes off but it, it gradually or maybe all for me it was kind of all at once and it was like you have to open your eyes and really look at who you're dealing with right you know because it really does set you back right oh, it's yeah. you know there are so many people that will take advantage and you of course were so visible right you know and mm-hmm. so and and i'm sure that it was very hard you had to weed out you know, your direction and who you were going to deal with. That's a very tough thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think I was so young. I did, I didn't really know about that because I just thought everyone was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, oh, they're so nice. Yeah. Oh, they're, and then you find out they're cheating you. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, because I'd never been involved in business, you know, I, all I'd done is gone to school. 
and been with my mum and dad. So, you know, talk about a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's an amazing thing. So now we're fortunate enough to pick the people, choose the people that because I, you know, I say business for me is all one. I don't have different principles in business than I do in my life. It's all one set of principles and morals and for me now, it's though that is who I want to be dealing with and who I want to be interacting with and working with every day are people who have that same kind of thought process, right? You know, to, yeah. for me, the, the, the customer comes first. I have such amazing empathy for them. And now, you know, small business and entrepreneurs, I'm so focused on that because throughout these past, this past year, year and a half, you know, the small businesses that represent 70 to 80% of the businesses, business in, uh, in mm-hmm. the country, you know, um, in the world, right? We're so hurt by this. And so, you know, you really want to try to lift that up, I think. And, and that's one of my goals. And, um, you know, there might be a, a little surprise in the, in the near future in the way of, uh, TV that, um, that I'll be able to fulfill that ability to do that for other people. So that's, oh, okay. yeah, but we'll just leave that alone right now. Twiggy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we will be able to work together yet, Twiggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds very intriguing. Oh, it's, fa- it's <laughs> but, you fabulous. Know, it's, it, it's weird. I mean, the reason I got back into doing designs and, and u- using my name and my face is, you know, traveling the world and going to places like Bangkok and Australia and America and we'd turn up at places and there'd be t-shirts with my face on you know nothing to to do with me and you suddenly think well hold on somebody's you know using my name and my face to sell yeah I should be doing that yeah exactly it's my face it's my name hello and also then you can you know and you can you can chase after some of them but some of them it's impossible It's It's impossible. This must happen to you all the time. Yeah, well, I've always said that the patent and trademark laws are so far behind the reality of life. And it's the same thing is happening, what, in technology, right? It's just, it's changing so fast that, that, you know, the legalities can't keep up with it. But I'll never forget, I went to another country and I was meeting with somebody and I'm walking down the street in this, where I didn't sell product in this country and there were my hangers selling. <laughs> and, you know, and I know I, I, I looked at them. I didn't even make them. I knew they weren't mine, but they were, you know, so it's, if I hadn't been walking down that street in another country, I wouldn't know yeah. that, you know, somebody. Well, we, we had, we had one where there was, um, I went into a very well-known department store in London uh-huh. and there was a rather beautiful handbag with, a label and I, I looked at the handbag actually and the label said Twiggy. I thought, you know, they're not allowed to do that. <laughs> anyway, we 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 traced back who they were and it was an Italian company. They were beautiful handbags. And we actually were my business partners and myself went out to Italy to meet this person and, and she said, no, no, it, it, it's named after my dog. And so we said, well, what's your dog called? And they, she said, Twiggy. And so she said, but, and so we said, well, who did you name your dog after? And she said, Twiggy, the oh. model. <laughs> <laughs> the 
that's very cute. That's very yeah. But you know, it's 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 funny, right? So that you know may or may not have been innocent, right? We don't know. But it's it's amazing how you you really can't keep your thumb on all the people that want to take advantage of somebody like you and your visibility and what what you connote to people at, you know, all along the way. And you're right. You can't, you know, you can't police the whole world, right? It's very hard. I mean, we have lawyers and people like I'm sure you do that do that. Right. And you can write cease and desist to get very, you know, and sometimes it works and some don't, you know. But if they're very small companies doing T-shirts, they just close down and open around the corner. You know, it's so funny. I I guess call me naive, but it still amazes me that people can function and be doing things that they know are unscrupulous, right? And that's what drives them as opposed to, you know, my whole life has been doing it the right way, making sure you don't yeah. miss, uh, you know, check off every box and so on and well, so I forth. Think, you know, if you're a you know, a good person and, and, and think which you are, and I think I am, yep. you wouldn't think of doing it illegally Amazing, or cheating. Right? It's, yep. you know, it's like, it's. I found it really upsetting. I'm sure in America it's the same, that during this awful crisis that the world is living through, that scamming and cheating people has gone up. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. horrible. It is. It's, you know, it is. I mean, we're going through this, horrendous crisis the worst crisis in hundreds of years yep and then there's people who are actually using that to cheat people i mean yep it's beyond my comprehension no really. i, I find couldn't it. agree with you more and you know what though i do i always have had faith i believe that we are raising the best generations ever because they have a a global consciousness. They really do. You know, I think hopefully that, you know, nowadays I'm, I'm looking at even my grandchildren growing up and how they, they are so much more caring about each other. And, and, you know, everything about it is, is starting on a, on a much more, um, compassionate and empathetic trail. And so, you know, I, I have great faith in youth of America. I have great faith in people. Uh, you know, I think, you know, all the good will come out, you know. No, I, and, I'm with you there, actually. Yeah. I mean, uh, for all the horrible people we were just talking about there, I mean, when you think of the the nurses and the doctors and what they've were certainly gone through in this country and in America and what they're going through now in India, which is really oh, so horrible. Uh, it really. But then the world is now turning around to help them because, exactly. you know, they're sending oxygen and, yep. but, you know, so there are, I think there are more good people in the world than I have to, I have to believe that. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. And it starts in the family. It does. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. It does. Yep. Yeah. I'm. We're very family oriented, and like you, we've got grandchildren, and they're, you know, where they they give you back the faith in in the wonderment of life because right. you look through their eyes, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And they- I didn't know I could. I mean, I love my my daughter and my husband and my stepson very very much, but I didn't know until I had grandchildren that you could love even more so the capacity for love oh, i agree oh i agree goodness. because it's, we're older and wiser we yeah. really can appreciate it, it it is a phenomena it's a phenomena i you don't you know i thought when i had children i said i'd i, I never knew i had that capacity for that 
level of love. And then it just gets even more so when you have grandchildren who I'm going to, you know, I want to steal every minute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm the same. I'm the same. By the way, we didn't, do you drink English tea or not? Well, I have to tell you that (laughs) my tea has to be this exactly tastes like coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It's coffee tea. It's coffee tea. It's coffee. If you saw me in the morning, the best video probably would be me prior to my cup of tea that is coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Listen, thank you so much for taking time. It's been so lovely. I could chat yeah. to you all day, actually. Yeah, it's I brilliant. I feel the same way. And it will. And, and when all this is through, we will see each other in our favourite cities, either New York or London. Or How's London. that? Absolutely. How's Let's that? keep in touch and, and do that because it, I do feel we made a connection when we met Absolutely. and it would be lovely to. Absolutely. Um, and I look forward to all these exciting things that are coming well, up. Well, I will. So you're going to be fat. I decided you have to be at the opening, uh, the premiere of the Broadway musical, for sure. please, please. For sure. (laughs) One of my favourite places, Broadway. Good, 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 good. (laughs) Anyway, take care, stay well, and thank you for joining me for tea. Thank you, Twiggy. Love and kisses. Wow, that lady is amazing, isn't she? All the things she's done, extraordinary. And and to watch her at work is a joy a joy to behold, if you'll excuse the pun. Anyway, have a lovely week and um, stay safe. Bye. If this is your first time listening to Tea with Twiggy, please do remember to tell your friends. You can also subscribe for free on your podcast app and listen to all my previous guests. If you want to connect with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at Twiggy or you can find me on Instagram at Twiggy Lawson. My thanks go to all the people that have helped this podcast happen. Many thanks to James Carroll and all the team at North Bank Talent Management. Thanks to all the team at Stripped Media, including Ben Williams, who edits the show, my producer, Kobe Omanaka, and executive producers, Tom Wally and Dave Corkery. The music you can hear now is my version of Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks. If you'd like to hear the whole song, you can find it and all the other songs I've recorded on iTunes and Spotify. So check it out. I look forward to you joining me for my next episode. So see you then. Bye. just heard a stripped media production.